everyone. Brian Newbert here from uh, GoldenBlack.com. Live in his car once again, uh, leaving Mackey Arena. This time, following Purdue's thrilling uh, 105 to 96 overtime win over Northwestern. Uh, this is your GoldenBlack.com Drive Home Post Game Podcast. It is brought to you by our friends at East End Grill and Ripple and Company, uh, Purdue Federal Credit Union, TNW Design and Build, AcrePro.com, and the Whitaker Inn, which. Uh, hopefully isn't overrun by coyotes right now. I've been hearing them outside howling. It's apparently mating season. So I'm, as I drive by there very shortly, I'm going to be very careful that there aren't coyotes in the road. Anyway, um, this is really compelling content. I can't believe you people listen to this. Um, so Purdue wins 105-96 to uh, over Northwestern. These two teams, man... Uh, that's now two games with three overtimes. Northwestern wins at its place. Purdue wins at its place. These have been really, really razor-thin margins. Very little uh, separating victory from defeat. And just really two unbelievable basketball games. Northwestern is a real problem for Purdue um, for a variety of reasons. One of which is it can really shoot the basketball. It can do it from a variety of positions. It has dynamic guard play with a lot of experience, excessive experience, one might say. Um, it has Boo Booey, who is, you know, fantastic as he should be, being 24 years old and older than both starting guards for the Chicago Bulls. But I'm getting off on one of my little tangents here again. Uh, he was unbelievable in this game. Ty Berry was unbelievable in this game, and Northwestern just had a magical shooting night. And I never thought that would happen for Northwestern away from Welsh Ryan Arena, let alone in Mackey Arena, one of the most difficult places to play in college basketball. But it did. Uh, Northwestern made 14 threes. Purdue weathered uh, significant foul shooting problems, inexplicable foul shooting problems, uh, better said, uh, and a magical shooting night for Northwestern to win this game, kind of going away in overtime uh, after Zach Eady basically fouled out Northwestern's entire team for overtime and then just dominated and um, it was Zach Eady and it was more so Braden Smith who just had a masterful game as a facilitator as the proverbial floor general as a uh, read and react sort of point guard making plays with the ball in his hands making decisions with the ball in his hands Uh, just a masterful example of point guard play from Braden Smith 16 assists tell me the last time you saw Um, somebody at Purdue registers 16 assists in a game. Tell me the last time you saw a college basketball player register 16 assists. I'm sure it's probably happened more than I think it has, but it just seems like a a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing. I've never seen anything like it. But, hell, I've barely seen any double-digit assist games prior to Braden Smith this season. Uh, He is just doing things that haven't been done at Purdue in forever. And the 16 assists don't even tell the whole story. They don't talk about, they don't reflect the fouls that Purdue got out of the passes he made. They don't reflect the hockey assists. They don't reflect just the decision-making that just picked apart everything that Northwestern was trying to do against him. And you are now reaping the benefits of, you know, Purdue urging him and him buying into being aggressive as a scorer to start this season. All those pull-up jumpers he's made, all those threes he's taken off those ball screens or just pulling up in transition – that that has dictated the way people are guarding him. And Rutgers did it, and now Northwestern did it, where they bring their big guy up, 
and they stick to him because they don't want him turning the corner. They don't want him uh, shooting one of those off-balance twos that are really, really good shots for him. Um, and it's opening up the whole floor for everybody else because you have two people guarding one player, and that player is moving both of those players away from everyone else. Uh, it is just really, really influential guard play Purdue's getting from Braden Smith. Dominant guard play. If you you know you know you know Boo Booey had twenty some points, whatever it is, he might have had thirty. I don't even remember. I'm not gonna take out the box score while I'm driving here. Made seven threes, and he wasn't the best guard in this game, if you ask me. Ty Berry. Uh, was awesome too. I can't remember how many points he had, but it was a hell of a lot. And he wasn't the best guard in this game. Uh, Lance Jones had 26. Fletcher Lawyer might have made the biggest shot of the game and had 15 big points for Purdue. And they weren't the best player, the best guards in this game. Braden Smith was the best guard in this game. Uh, you might not, it might not jump off the page from a scoring perspective, but if you watch the game, and it's really hard to say someone was better than Boo Booey because he was just making hero ball shots. That gave his team a chance. But Braden Smith was unbelievable in this game for Purdue. And he's been playing at a really high level all season long. And this was one of the, I don't want to say one of the zeniths. Because I don't know if you can have more than one peak. Um, if you have more than one, that it's then it's not a zenith. Uh, I can't believe you guys listen to this stuff. Um but this was one of the high points for sure. Uh, Braden Smith was just an All-American tonight. He was a first. I mean, first team All Big Ten doesn't even uh, do it justice. But he he was an All-American tonight, um, running his team and just that a team that dominated offensively. If Purdue didn't miss, I think the final total was like twelve free throws. But two of them are one and one, so it's like 14 free throw possibilities that went by the wayside. Uh, just an inexplicable night for Purdue. Uh, they've been better than this. You know, Trey Kaufman Wren has had his ups and downs as a foul shooter, but he'd been doing well uh, lately. You know, Zach Eady's been splitting a lot of pairs lately. Uh, hold him to a high standard because he's like a 77% guy, uh, or has been at least. You know, Braden Smith is the guy you want at the line on a team full of good foul shooters he's right up there with anybody and he missed a pair at one point and um, Purdue left a lot of points on the table and I think that's the story of the game is that Northwestern was awesome they had an unbelievable shooting game they are a good shooting team so that was no fluke and Purdue missed a ton of free throws and that's why this game was the game but what you're going to read about tomorrow if there's any media that covers Northwestern, I don't know. But the story their coach made this game out to be was about the foul differential. Uh, Purdue shot a lot of free throws, 46 of them. Uh, Northwestern shot eight. I would add that Northwestern shot a ton of threes, 27 of them. Uh, whereas Purdue obviously is going at the rim with Zach Eady all the time. This is what Purdue is built to do. So... When people act surprised when there's a massive foul differential, they're being intellectually dishonest by claiming that there's some sort of biased officiating or negligent officiating. It is what Purdue does. Uh, Northwestern is built to shoot threes. They made 14 of them, almost won the game because they shot threes really well. 
Purdue is built to draw fouls. They drew a ton of them. They almost lost this game because they missed too many free throws. It really is that simple. And it's a shame for Northwestern that the story of this game was made to be something about the officiating when, in reality, Chris Collins should have been screaming from the hilltops that his team was awesome tonight because it was. They earned a lot of respect from anyone who might have thought that they were illegitimate at this point. They are a clear-cut NCAA tournament team. They might have a decent seed at this point. And by decent, I mean like a a single-digit seed. Uh, They're pretty good. They're better than I gave them credit for. That's for sure. I thought that they kind of just kind of backed their way into a win and Evanston let Purdue kind of screw it up by turning the ball over too much. They're pretty good. And they were really good tonight, and they very easily could have won this game and really shocked the college basketball world here. Uh, and I'm talking about a team that's already got two top ten wins on their home floor, but this would have been something. There is a deer on the side of the road. Come on, Whitaker in. Um, anyway, Northwestern was really good. Um and I think that's the story of the game from Northwestern's perspective. I think the story of the game from Purdue's perspective is not that it almost lost to Northwestern at home, but rather that it weathered a heroic shooting night from Northwestern and its own outlier poor shooting at the foul line uh, and won this game that it had to have. Uh, so I think it's pretty much that simple. Uh, but I think you know Purdue showed a real survival instinct here. Uh, in kind of a harrowing circumstance. You never want to lose on your home floor, and Purdue obviously doesn't want to fall two games behind in the Big Ten race at this point. Um, But just Purdue being so dominant in overtime and Purdue making all the plays down the stretch it needed to to get this game to overtime, making every big three that came its way. Lance Jones made huge threes, 26 points for him that we don't even talk about because Braden Smith was so good and Zach Eady was so good. Fletcher Lawyer, 15 huge points, including, you know, the shot that brought Purdue from up three to up six in the final 20 seconds, 30 seconds, whatever it was, overtime. Biggest shot of the game, if you ask me. And there were a lot of candidates. So uh, just a really, really good. Mason Gillis was awesome. Again, um, just a really, really good win for Purdue uh, under the circumstances, you know, you would have liked to have, you know, made more free throws, things like that, and really asserted yourself a little bit better than Purdue ended up doing, but, you know, survive in advance, so to speak. Northwestern's a good team. Northwestern played out of its mind uh, in this game offensively. Purdue was not very good defensively, and uh, it found a way, and it's the same thing I said about the game at Rutgers. You'd like for these games to not come down to the final couple minutes the way they did, but hell, it doesn't matter when all's said and done. I I know that sounds trite. I know that sounds like a cliche. I know it sounds like coach speak. When I'm not a coach, I do not have the sort of authorization to use coach speak, but it really is the bottom line. Uh, as, As much as it's just part of the polite society, white noise of college basketball, coaches saying all that matters is we won, but the reality is that that is the uh, reality uh, is that all that matters is that Purdue won. It's uh, on to Wisconsin now, one of the biggest games of the season. To this point, Purdue goes to Madison, down one game in the loss column in the Big Ten standings. 
Uh, a sweep of Wisconsin this season will, will not be easy to come by. Um, would probably win the Big Ten for Purdue. Um, I assume Wisconsin's probably going to lose again to somebody other than Purdue. Uh, but who knows? Um, you know, it's a funny game, this college basketball. Um, but, you know, Purdue's, the last two games, Purdue has, has shown some of its vulnerabilities here. And uh, it's got a lot it can take into the West, that Wisconsin game, knowing it has to be better with. Nobody's trying to miss free throws. That's, that's, they do practice free throws. They really do, um, but Purdue um, has some things they can work on, and they have some things defensively they can get better at. They actually tried zone in this game. Um, my email box is thrilled to death over the span of many, many years of emails. Uh, never mind the fact the zone was an abject disaster, but um, they tried it because that's how formidable boo-booey is, and that's how conscious of its own defensive shortcomings against elite guards in space Purdue is. So we'll see if they stick with it. I doubt it, but you can't say they didn't try it. They tried it. So that's what I got. I'm pulling into my driveway. Thankful that deer stayed on the side of the road about five minutes ago. So thank you once again to the East End Grill and Ripple and Company, um, Purdue Federal Credit Union, uh, TNW Design and Build, AcrePro.com, and the Whitaker Inn, which needs to keep its coyotes and deer uh, in line uh, next time. So, thanks everybody.